We are two weeks away from the Serb Pro First Responders Bowl between the Louisville Cardinals and the Air Force Falcons. We'll begin to dive into that matchup and much more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? You already know what day it is. Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. With me, as always, on a Wallman Wednesday, it is Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder, Jeremy Wallman. What's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, personal personal things aside, I, I, I feel blessed, and I'm glad that you realize that I am the ratings getter and I have a weekly spot here in your home. Like yeah, I'm sitting, yeah, I'm laying yeah. on your couch in your house and uh, that, the house called Locked on Louisville, not in your actual home. Oh, I was about to say, unless, okay. Sure. Enough. Unless you want me to come over and then I can lay on your couch. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have Another seen your time. swimming pool. I would like to hop in there sometime. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll have a Locked on Louisville uh, a swimming launch, but um, a lot to get to on this episode of the show. This is the first time we talked about the bowl game. The Cardinals will square off December 28th against the Air Force Falcons in the Serb Pro First Responders Bowl. There's a couple different different crowds that are kind of forming um, in accordance with this bowl. I want to get your stance on that game. We'll then transition into... You know, I mentioned yesterday the transfer portal is running rampant. The Cardinals have added three guys and had had a, a handful of guys leave the team via the transfer portal. We'll talk about what the positions of need are going forward for the team. And then finally, we'll dive into a little bit of men's basketball talk. Uh, the, the matchup against DePaul has a lot of people kind of concerned. Uh, I do want to ask the question, where does Louisville go from here? Who steps up in terms of the scoring responsibilities? Uh, but before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who both of us are, we are with Cardinal Sports Zone. You can follow the, or uh, I'm sorry, you can follow both of our Twitter handles in the graphics in the handles below. Um, you can also follow the podcast Twitter page at lo underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it, Jeremy. There's three crowds that I see form right now. There's the crowd, you know, for the bowl game, I should say. Right. There's the crowd that is kind of indifferent that says, you know what, no matter what happens, we're, we're, we're kind of still on the fence. I mean, it is what it is. There's the crowd that, that believes that, you know, there's not a lot to win but everything to lose with this performance. And then there's the remainder of the fan base that is thinking, okay, well, we can get back on the ship if, if Louisville – wins against air force in in a in a solid fashion so my question to you is what what stand what what stance do you have are you fitting in any of those camps and if so you know which one i don't really think i'm fitting in any one of those camps like a bowl game is a bonus you know it's it's a reward for the season and when you're in a situation like we are where we know and uh former athletic director vince tyree said this best today uh at the end of end of next year we're either going to be negotiation negotiating with scott for a better contract or negotiating with scott for a different circumstance set of circumstances so anybody like you know i've said this multiple times we live in a uh, microwave society so everybody thinks it has to be right now or everything's mm-hmm. gone but uh I, i'm of the the thinking i'm of the camp of whatever happens in the bowl game happens in the bowl game i'm more interested in seeing what happens in the off season the new coaches, 
how the recruiting philosophy changed. Um, we just had a surplus of money come in here to the university as of late. Like to see how we utilize that to to get out and recruit better as acting athletic director Josh Hurd mentioned yesterday we were going to take a bigger stance towards recruiting uh, so I'm not really like the, the the bowl game is something I normally take a lot of pride in and yeah there's been years when, when we've been in little bowls that really didn't make much of it I mean we make much of a difference overall in anything but for me I'm just like whether we win or lose I'm more interested and what's going to happen in the offseason. I I can definitely respect that point. And, you know, when this when this game was announced, you know, December 28th, right after uh, Christmas, you know, apparently from what I've been hearing of people that are potentially looking to go down to Dallas to that bowl, uh, apparently travel pricing is out the wazoo crazy. Um, it's now on the heels of, of, a, of a big loss against Kentucky and so forth. And, I wonder, you know, with this game possibly, you know, being a trap game, you know, in, in itself, you know, what I, I guess the question is when if, if the team were to win big or to, to lose big, I mean, do you think that a lot of the fan base will kind of, um, you know, be on the hinges either way? I mean, you said it being a microwave society. I mean, that would probably lead me to believe that you think whatever happens in the bowl game, the fan base will kind of jump on. <laughs> That that's absolutely right. If we win big, it's gonna be. Oh man, we agree with what Jeremy's been saying. Uh, we should have gave Coach more more time, which I still believe that even though I was on the camp after the Kentucky game of, let's get somebody fresh in here, only out of frustration, you know, heat of the moment type stuff. I still feel like, to be fair to Scott Frederick Satterfield, that and only his close friends can call him that. So I'm not really sure why I am, but in his instance, <laughs> he needs. A couple, I give him next. I'd be willing to give him the season after because, like I've told y'all before, I was part of a, uh, I was part of a organization in high school that had coaching turnover, and we were three and seven my freshman year, and then five and six my sophomore year, then then uh, we were seven and four my junior year, and then got senior year we were. nine and two so we improved every year but it took us time because we had a coaching change at the beginning of my freshman year so i know you can't really equate that to college but but let's go ahead and do this and i'm gonna go ahead and throw my little flex hat on for a second my first year at uofl was when ron cooper took over ron cooper did not get enough time yes that ron cooper had the worst one of the worst seasons in recent memory but he he also went to a bowl game his first year. We won a bowl game his first year. Then the second year, we we did a little bit worse. Third year, we went one and ten. And that one and ten team was my freshman year team with Chris Redman, with Ivan Green, with Dan Mosby, with Frank Moreau, with a bunch of guys that you've heard of before. So, and then. Okay, Are you sorry. back? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't even know I was gone. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think if we win big, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. If we lose, it's going to be, 
Oh, we're the worst. I hope we go 0 and 12 next year. Uh, yeah, because Twitter's the worst place on it. I mean, I've met a lot of great people on Twitter, you included, but some of the world's worst people, uh, they they troll around Twitter and some it's becoming a cesspool. It really is. And you got a lot of people that are just, they're just on there to, I got accused of being, uh, I'm not sure I want to say this on the air because, but I got accused of being something that I wasn't because I tweeted out, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it because I have no shame in it. So I was watching WWE Raw and there was a horrible segment on. And I said, the only way they can make this worse is if they bring Hulk Hogan on. And somehow that got twisted and turned into that I was a racist because I wanted Hulk Hogan on the show, even though I said, no, that would make it worse. And these three douche canoes just like torture, tried to torture me for the next few weeks. None of them would say anything to my face. But, you know, and still to this day, it, it, it's just like I'm the nicest guy on earth. Don't get me wrong, though. You get my face. I'm going to knock you out if you got something stupid to say to me. That right. being said, Twitter, yes. I don't want to get off on another tangent. I felt like I, I was about to start preaching. No, I mean, you're, you're right. I think you've but said just it multiple miserable times. People. Yeah, it's it's just miserable people that want to jump on, uh, like people that want you to believe their beliefs but can't cannot fathom the fact that, that you might disagree. You might dis- You have different beliefs. They want you to be- hear what they're saying, but they don't want to hear what you're saying. And that, that's it's just ignorant. Anybody incredible. that thinks like that is just a moron. It, it's the it, This whole society now is I'm right, you're wrong, and if you disagree with me, you should be canceled type mentality. Absolutely. Um, but it's I, stupid. It, and you also got people out there that uh, – something else that was said today in the press conference, you got clowns out there writing – one-sided tabloid stories to get a get a little bit of clicks on Twitter, and mm-hmm. it, it's just it's just ridiculous. Hi, Tim. Uh, it's just it, it it has become a cesspool, kind of like a, a mini Facebook, so to speak. Not necessarily as bad as that has gotten, but regardless, I don't even it, see well, that's the thing. People people compare say that all the time, and I'm like, you know what? Facebook's actually the same. I, I don't see a whole bunch of stuff on Facebook anymore. Like five yeah. years ago. Everybody was just all they were doing was tweeting whatever came to their mind, and it was real toxic. But now it's like, like, oh my god, I cannot believe my husband cheated on me. And it's like, why would you put that out on social media if even if it did happen? Like, right, man, maybe uh, the back of my knees itching. Better go get a get my rash checked out. I'm like, why would I want to know that, mom? Uh, no, I'm just uh, no, but I, but no, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that it's a small portion of the fan base and um, absolutely it, it is the la- it's the loudest portion it's the loudest portion of the fan base though so i agree i think that there's a lot of people that are on both radical ends but most of the people are thinking that this is you know indeed a bonus um but you mentioned that the off season is where things get critical i could not agree more that's why i want to transition into what needs to be done for the team next year in terms of uh, positions of need adding in the transfer portal we'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Prize Picks, so basically, both season is here. Obviously, Louisville fans, I've been telling you about Prize Picks, and if you still haven't signed up, I don't know what you're waiting for. In addition to the college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world. Um, it offers any prop you can think of. Uh, in basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, and threes made. All of those that deposit and use the promo code LOCKEDON 
will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So basically, you'll pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's literally just you versus the projected numbers. It also allows mixed sports entries. So you can take the over on Joel Embiid and combine that with the under on Tom Brady in the same entry. Be sure to use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, want to touch quickly on our friends at NetSuite. So, um, basically, it's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, etc. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software is not going to cut it. You need to see the full picture. So over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those looking to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash NCAA. Once again, that is NetSuite.com slash NCAA. All right. So as I mentioned, we're here with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman. I want to thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now transitioning over into the transfer portal, um, the portal has been absolutely going berserk in the past couple weeks, and we all expected mm-hmm. it to with a one-time transfer rule. The Cardinals have seen a handful of guys leave, uh, but three players have been added, um, a running back in Tyon Evans, wide receiver D. Wiggins, and most recently, safety MJ Griffin from Temple. So, Jeremy, when you look at this team um, in, as it pertains to next year a lot of guys coming back offensively defensively can be the same as well where does Louisville need to turn to the most um, to bolster for their roster in the transfer portal I honestly don't uh, other than the lines on both sides I don't really see much of an maybe a, a safety uh because I'm not really sure how confident that is in like developing uh, you know like I think Minkins should be playing by now. There was a, there was enough opportunity this past season for him to be playing. I haven't really seen a whole lot of faith in him. There could be underlying issues that I'm unaware. He of. He did have I'm, some injuries this season, but right. well, yeah, that's true. But he he was available at the end of the season and, and didn't see a whole mm-hmm. lot of clock. But uh, if I was Louisville, I would be focusing on the lines, D line, O line. We we've got serviceable part. Money Montgomery's back to 100. percent We heard. Um, we still don't know, but that's another thing, though. We don't know like where Keytrail Clark and all of them stand. There's still a bunch of guys that are uh, that are like declaring, or, or will still make decisions. So, yeah, offensively, I think I think we're doing we're going to be pr- pretty fine. I mean, wide receiver wise, I mean, people th- talk about you know wanting to add another receiver. I'm just not so sure about the need for that. Um, you know, we, we've already added D Wiggins. We got some guys coming in, in the, in the 22 recruiting class and we've got players coming back. I mean, Braden Smith apparently did have another procedure. It seemed like, but, uh, hopefully he's ready for, for the season. I think you're right. The lines are where, where it needs to be addressed. I think that the number one priority is bringing in a surefire grad transfer at the nose tackle position. I felt like last year we had a revolving door of guys that, you know, showed out here and there. But overall, the you know the overall production just wasn't there. Uh, it seems like so far there has been an emphasis on the linebacker position as well um, in terms of guys being mentioned. So I wonder, you know, replacing C.J. Avery might be big w- w- with Monty Montgomery and you know possibly Yasir Abdullah back. 
I mean, do you see a need to bring in like like a solid linebacker? Because I'm a firm believer that you you can never have too good of linebackers, you know, too good of a linebacking core. But I mean, you still have two very solid pieces right now. No, absolutely. I mean, you get the best of whatever you can get. So if there's a linebacker that pops up, absolutely grab them. But I had linebackers actually the position where I have the most faith, the most confidence in right now. I do too. So uh, I, I would, I feel like honestly, and this is no disrespect to Jordan. This is no disrespect to, um, uh, gosh, who was it that left? The running back that left? Darryl, uh, Hassan uh, oh, Hassan. I was about to say Darossier's left, but um, yeah, bless Hassan you. Hall earlier. Um, yeah, I wasn't, t- I was talking about guys <laughs> that actually got to play. Uh, Hassan right. Hall, I feel like the two guys that we got were upgrades to those two guys. And that's no disrespect intended. No, I agree. But I would go – I feel like we got the offensive firepower. I think we just need a bigger O-line and a stronger D-line. And I'm not saying the entire O-line needs to be replaced or the entire – because the O-line was, was also – like it was my second – if I was ranking the positions by how I graded them this season, linebackers would be first. O-line would be a very, very close second. I agree. I think that uh, you know secondary uh, could definitely be one to watch because, like you mentioned, still kind of up on the fence in terms of Keytra Clark. Hasn't entered the transfer portal. Um, you know, hopefully he, he stays. And, he uh, has we'll, removed we'll, all mention of Louisville out of his social media, though, so that's what's got me kind of like, eh. Yeah, well, might, the only thing we can do back. is just kind, of, just kind of wait and see. But I, I want to mention this because I had somebody. I actually did, I did a mailbag question on it yesterday, and people did not like the answer. I had somebody okay. DM me saying I, I completely disagree. Um, the the question uh, was, would you go after a quarterback in the in this transfer portal? And, and my answer was. I mean, if you can find a guy that's willing to sit one year behind Malik Cunningham, sure, but there might not be that many players that fit the mold that you're looking for. And the 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 response was, we should 100% go get a starting caliber quarterback. And I'm like, in a vacuum, that sounds good, but who's going to come here knowing that they're not going to start next year and it'd be up in the air for 2023 when you could possibly go somewhere else and start right away? No, I can see your side of that, but my thing is is that if Bo Nix calls us up and is like, I want to be a Cardinal, then we're going to take him, and he's going to battle. Well, I don't think Malik well, has 100% job security, but I do think Malik has 100% job security against anybody that's already here, and a majority of the players, there's three or four players that if they committed to Louisville, it'd be like, oh, okay, so this is going to be a battle. So Yeah. And I mean, I agree, but like I was telling him, I said, yeah, if one of the top 10 quarterback transfers wants to come here, of course you you make way for him. But I'm saying that what's the likelihood of that happening? I mean, we could play the hypothetical game all we want, but in terms of likelihood, I'm not saying that I would turn them away. I'm just saying that, um, you know, the the amount of players or the type of player that you're looking for to come in and not be guaranteed a starting spot probably dwindles down a good amount but um fair enough. enough about enough about football talk i want to get into basketball it seems like the fan base has kind of been back and forth on this men's basketball team uh, got a big win against nc state uh not this past weekend but the one before that and then they followed it up with a um a, a, not necessarily a bad loss but a tough loss against depaul um we'll talk about who's going to step up for the cards in the scoring aspect of things here in just a second 
after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has had you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the football season continues the march to the playoffs, it remains your number one spot for all the sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From all of your favorite sports, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And Bet Online is where the game starts. Lastly, I want to talk about our friends at Built Bar. The holiday season has continued to progress. That means you need to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, and covered in real chocolate, but also amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat while being high in protein. So you get the best of both worlds, both delicious and healthy, and there's so many different flavors. Um, You'll have a hard time choosing between raspberry and mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, and cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Um, Because it's the season of peace and love, I ask that you probably shouldn't bring up your favorite Bill Bar flavor at family parties. People get passionate about their favorite flavors, so they may try to fight you for it if things get out of hand. Um, but regardless, even if you're friends with Santa, you need to tell him to throw a few built bars into the stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. So do yourself a favor, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So final segment on with uh, this Woman Wednesday with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Woman throwing up the west side. Um, no, that's the woman side. That's not West Side. <laughs> I thought throwing up the W's for woman. Um, that's all I do. So I gotta be honest. I, I've I've kind of gone back and forth with with this um, with the Louisville basketball teams in, in terms of scoring the ball. I've kind of come to terms with Louisville may not you know truly have a number one scoring option this year, but that doesn't mean that they're going to have you know multiple people step up. When you obviously it's early in the season, so you have to take everything into consideration. But there's a good amount of sample size, being about a month into the year, to to start to draw some conclusions. The thing about it is, Sam Williams and Jalen Withers both zero points last game out against DePaul, and both have kind of struggled early on in their respective senses. So it, my question to you is. Who steps up for Louisville and fills the void that they've kind of been looking for? Or does it kind of remain a mixed bag where you'll have some guys step up this game, some guys step up the other game, et cetera? Hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, my my phone was buzzing. I apologize for that. I was trying to get that turned off. Um, it's it's like, what's, what's, I know that, but what's, what's our record right now? We are six and three. Six and three? We're nine games into the season. I hate this. Again, I'm not going to keep bringing it up. Like, what did I say in, in when we did the breakdown for the basketball season? My exact words were, got a lot of talent, going to take several months to gel and build that chemistry. We're, we're barely a month into the season. Yes, we had That's a debacle true. or a debacle. Uh, that was horrible. That was like Sean uh, worthy cringe of a pun there. But like we we <laughs> we just we, we've not really played that much. We we've I don't know. I just hate this where we we have to go undefeated or we're just crap all the time. Well, we have had a bunch of undefeated again. 
Well, no, for a lot of people it is. Like every time we win, it's like we're the greatest team ever. And then we lose, it's like we should fire everybody. Well, dude, we're, we're, 30, <laughs> we're 32 and one now. I don't care. We need to go. Um, Volleyball could lose and they'll be calling for Danny's job just because she lost a game. No, they won't because the majority of the, the Louisville fans don't care about volleyball. And that's a, that's that a darn true. shame. Uh, that because is very, it's one of the most exciting. It has been for 20 years, been one of the more, more exciting sports. Uh, on campus, shout out to my friends Katie George, Jennifer Hoffman, and Lena Ustamenko. She was our four time All American here. Most of y'all don't know that, but anyway, just gotta drop a little history there. But, um, yeah, it's it just like for me, it I need to see they need to build, and I would like to see Noah Locke be the one that starts to step up and 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 hit his shots, but. Gosh, I just think all this. Oh, we need to fire Chris Mack, or oh, we need to, we need to bench all the starters and start all the benchers and all this stuff. I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, that works. I'm not with that. I'm I'm a little bit more patient though when it comes to stuff like this because I've been a, a, a former athlete, uh, which I'm I got an athletic mind now, but not the athletic frame anymore. But I I understand like the inner the inner workings of it a little bit more. Not that I'm oh I'm better than you because I played and you didn't. It's just like it's not. Why can't you just start hitting shots, Noah Locke? Well, yeah, I'm sure he he wanted to miss all those shots that that made him look really well against uh, DePaul. So uh, and I didn't mean to pick on him. I was just saying the first person that came to my head. No, nah, yeah. But we've got the pieces here, man. Like. If the NC State game showed us anything, it showed us that we have the pieces. Uh, Matt Cross, I'm still just like amazed. I, I, it's not a man crush because it, I, I don't, I don't roll that way. But what it is is that I just see so much of the way I play basketball in Matt Cross. He's, he's gutsy. He's scrappy. He's not afraid to throw the elbows if needed. Uh, just his attitude, his swag, as the youngins say these days. Uh, I, I love everything about Matt Cross. I love the fact that, and again, this is some, in, it's not inside information. If you listen to our podcast, we drop over at CSZ Monday night. But after the game, he went in the locker room and started knocking stuff off, off the benches and stuff. Why? Because he's passionate and he knew we shouldn't have lost that game. It's been like this, though. Since Chris Mack has got, gotten here, we have had a bunch. I don't know why my video is frozen. Uh, I, I promise you I can't hold my face in that position. Oh, it's, it's, it's fine for me. I, mean, I can see. Oh, it is. It's not for me. Uh, but anyway, the scoring droughts. And it's that's not Chris Mack's fault. It's just the way that, like, if there was a way to surefire hit a basketball shot every time you shot it, then the game would not be competitive and – you know, it, it would it would just be stupid, but like they, these guys don't want to miss the shots. These guys don't. I, I still think that it's it's really odd what's going on with Sam and Jalen because those those are were supposed to be our go to guys this season, and they're just kind of chilling in the cut. It seems like. But to answer your initial question, before I went on another uh, woman tangent brought to you by Kickstart, not a sponsor. Um, no locks the guy that I want to see break out of the slump and start being consistent every single game. You meant you mentioned uh, before we get out here. You mentioned um, 
you know, the fact that this team has to go undefeated to please the fan base. And for the most part, I definitely agree. I feel like this is a very hot and cold fan base. Like it, uh, the narratives change every single every single game, depending on what happens. I, I will play the devil's advocate to your point and say that I feel like one of the reasons why we missed the tournament last year was losing some games that we shouldn't lose. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to be, you know, right there. You know, on the bubble again this year, but it, it does bow the question. You know, you do have the ACC schedule to be played, and the rest of this. I mean, Western Kentucky just beat an SEC team by twenty. You still have the team down the road at their place. You have Wake Forest at the end of this month, so you do you do still have a, a tough schedule. And I think that my biggest issue is that you know I'm not saying that these games are going to be the make or break because it's way too early for that. But um, I'm the a little team down the road. You mean Butler? You said the team down the road. You're talking about Butler. Talk about the team 75 miles to the or 60 yeah, miles to the east. Him. Never. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I I think also Noah Locke. Um, like you said, I think some of these guys are just too talented and they're just going through some slumps. Uh, how? I just I worry about the shot selection at times. I feel like th- there there's been some issues with the shot selection, and ultimately I think mm-hmm. that that leads to the droughts because. You can kind of back this up or refute it one of the ways. I feel like we really succeeded against DePaul when we took it down low and we utilized our size. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. And then we went and then we went away from it and we shot threes in the second half. And I mean, I'm I'm sitting there going, what are we doing here? And I I no, we didn't. We didn't just shoot threes in the second. We shot them all game long. We need to go. This is what I was talking to our guy Steve earlier about. I said, right now. Three out of every ten, sorry, seven out of every ten shots we shoot are three pointers. It needs to be three out of every ten, and we need to take it to the basket, be more aggressive, put the other like we're we're not really doing very well shooting free throws for the most part, but we're not shooting that many either, and it's because we're we you got and and Malik, kudos to him man, beaten battered, uh, limping up and down the court. He's he's balling, but. He should never be shooting those three points. I don't care if he hit them or not. Should not be shooting those shots. Same with Jalen though. I don't. I'm not comfortable with Jalen taking no. those shots. Like the like the 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 step back between the leg three. I'm like, that's a tough shot for a guard to make. He. I, I feel like Jalen. One of the reasons why he's struggling right now is because he's trying to play, you know, in this role that he's just his skill set just doesn't support. Absolutely, absolutely, and I. I won't say that he can't get to that point, but a lot of these kids, and I would say probably Jalen as well, since Steph Curry ruined basketball. Right. Well, probably, but like this is his third year here, and he's still what technically just a sophomore. And well, is it his third or fourth year? Yeah, it's his third year. He's a he's a redshirt sophomore. He got injured, and then COVID. But this ain't his first year playing. No, last year was right. He he redshirt he. No, he redshirted his first year. That was the plan all along. And okay, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind, never mind. I was thinking about somebody else. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but no, this is the start. So he's trying to go to the league, obviously, immediately. Uh, he doesn't want to stick around much longer. And I mean, kids that are going to college to become pro players, they don't expect to be anywhere really four years. Three years is a stretch for most of them. So no, right. he's trying to do things to get noticed. And sometimes when you do that, you show your hind in, and that's exactly what he's doing so far. I love him. Uh, one of my favorite I players. He's, I think he's very solid. Yeah, but he's just 
Can I also real quick before we end the show? I I, I thought I was gonna like this. Jeremy cutting out again. Look at that. Let's see if we can bring him bring him out and bring him back in. Um well while we're waiting for him, um yeah, we're, we're going to give a, a couple quick shout outs first to the Cardinal. Oh, looks, looks like he's back. Are you back? Yeah, I've never I was here the whole time. I'm sitting here talking to you. You're like, let me see if Jeremy's here. But uh Well, I I your your face is going. Well, yeah, I was just making a face at you. That's what God gave me. I'm sorry. But uh no, well, NIL you, you I said, think has has ruined college basketball, college athletics. Uh, I, there there's turned into several, a pay for play. Yeah, and th- there's several examples of that on our basketball team and football team. So that that's all I'll say about that. We can save that for another show. I detest it. Well, uh, we will definitely save that for another show, but that's going to be all the time we have for this show in particular. A couple quick shots. First, like Jeremy mentioned to the Cardinal Sports on podcast, happy birthday to CSC, by the way. Ten years, there's two podcasts that got released. The first one with the original founders on Sunday evening and the bonus episode on Monday evening. You can check all that out at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, quickly for the Locked on Bets podcast with hosting from your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Check that out on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. You can follow both of our Twitter handles in the graphic below. Jeremy, the floor is yours for any parting thoughts. Absolutely. Well, first off, uh, you can follow the website at Card Sport Zone. Secondly, whoever tried to hack the CSZ Twitter again is a very, very bad person because we've already went through that once. And uh, luckily this time I had extra security on, so we were able to retrieve that back immediately. As Dalton said, 10 years of the Cardinal Sports Zone website. Um, We've been doing radio for probably seven of those years. Uh, We're going to put out a post in the next few days with the very first episode of that show to kind of wrap up our celebration week. Uh, So that's pretty exciting. But, yeah, I appreciate all the love we've been getting for the – for the for the reunion show most of you all that have been following sports radio and media here in Louisville the last 10 years already knew who we were there were a few people that were like man i didn't know that you and steve and justin started together and i find that hard to believe because i'm always talking about justin and steve one way or the other positively and negative so but uh shout out for all the love had gosh man i the, the first 24 hours of, of that podcast, uh, w- just, it just was crazy. Like, just, I was getting notifications, 10,000, 50,000, 100. So it's, it's just awesome, the support that y'all give us and how much love y'all give us at the website as well. And that's what we want to keep doing is giving y'all the best that we got. And there's other good sites around, but uh, we want y'all to think of us as the best, just like you did in the Leo Awards this year. So. Yes, 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 and we are hopefully going to be looking for that number one wishful thanking at the end of the day. So um, be sure to check Absolutely. out all. Be sure to check out all of that content. That's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Obviously, it is a, a national early signing day for football. We'll have all that uh, coverage talking about the Louisville football Flyville twenty two class on tomorrow's episode. Be sure to check that out. But that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.